It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the post-game edition, the Raiders, 24-22 to 22 losers to the Tennessee Titans. They now move to 0-3, and, and all that excitement from the post or preseason, excuse me, seems to have evaporated with this poor start for the Raiders. It's really hard for the fans. I know very excited. All the weapons they have on offense, they don't seemingly uh, have a way to get them in gear at one time. Uh, to dominate as, as so many thought that they would. Scott Branson back with you. My co-host, of course, is Evan Grote from Just Pod Baby, who joins me on the post-game show all the time. We had Murph, the voice of the fan, in the first segment, if you heard that one. And I know the audio was probably a little hard to listen to because it was in the middle of a, a stadium loud with a peewee football game going on post-game. But we certainly ex- uh, uh, appreciate Murph being on with us. But, Evan, let's jump into this because, as I said offense seems to continue to be the problem. The defense played poorly in the first half. Then in the second half, you talked about it in last segment, didn't give up any points, had takeaways, did all sorts of good things. So they actually played one half of very good football. The offense, here's what I'm going to say about the offense, and this includes Derek Carr, and I want to get your take on this when I'm done. Number one is it's sort of like they weren't terrible. No, they weren't great. There were some great plays here and there, including the Mac Hollins catch at the end of the game to get them in for that almost game-tying touchdown. Uh, but overall, I mean, I don't even think vanilla is fair to call it. It was, it, was, it was blander than vanilla. It was confusing. It was inconsistent from a play-calling perspective. What did you see as your biggest concern overall with the offense and what it did or what it didn't do? I think I've heard you use this reference in, in in the past. They're halfway between heaven and hell. What's that called? Is that purgatory? That's purgatory that it, for us Catholics. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that that's kind of where this offense is. They're not terrible. They're not great. They're they're kind of in the middle. And unfortunately, in the NFL, sometimes you have to be great. You yeah. have to be great. And, and 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 they have the tools to be great. And that's what the frustrating part is. And and, and I think for me, again, I know a lot of people. Uh, are out there pointing fingers. But to me, I am more frustrated with the offense because I didn't think the defense was going to be great to begin with. I thought they might have some struggles. I thought the interior part of the defensive line may struggle. I thought the secondary, you know, lacked depth. And I think we're starting to see some of that now with the injuries. And, you know, there were issues on the defense and offense. I thought other than the offensive line, I thought this group was top five ready and we're just not seeing it. And another problem we're seeing here is they're not – playing complimentary football. I mentioned it mm. last week. You know, they have yet to put a, a four-quarter game together on either side of the ball, and, and and that's a big problem. Yeah, it is. And and Evan, here, so I'm going to go in on the Derek Carr thing now because there's a lot of you guys out there defending Derek Carr today, and that's fine. Um, and then there's those of you out there who said, I'm, I'm done, I'm enough. He stinks again and again and again. And – I find myself in that purgatory because I, I look at Derek Carr today. Did he have a bad game? No. Uh, the one interception was, wasn't technically his fault. Uh, but at the same time, 
I don't see anything that makes me say, wow, Derek Carr took the team on his shoulders and tried to make them, willed them to try to win and could. Now, he had the beautiful throw to Hollins at the end of the game. All credit and credit to His numbers were not terrible, of course, but I just find that there, there's this feeling of inconsistency. It's the numbers are good. The throws for the most part are good, but he had the one in the end zone, the Waller that was sort of behind him uh, that should have been put up a little higher uh, had, had the ball gone where it was supposed to, maybe he catches it, but it seems like he was trailing behind him. I just don't know what to make it of it. Again, I'm not here to bash car. I'm not here to praise car as the greatest thing since sliced bread. To me, it was very much like a Trent Dilfer type game. It was a game manager out there. I didn't see somebody that was taking the team to the next level. But the caveat is the play calling, too. I don't know what's going on there. I still don't feel him and Josh McDaniels are on the same page. Yep, totally agree there. I totally agree. I, 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 you know, we were chatting during the game. I, I think there were some issues with the play calling, especially in the first half of the game. Um, you know, and and they did have uh, some drops, which which obviously isn't on car, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, again, it's 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 a collective failure right now. They're they're, they're all contributing to it. Um, of course, the quarterback, because of the money he makes and 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 how important the position is, you know, he's going to get more of the blame. Just like when they win games, the quarterback should get more of the um, the praise, and it does happen in most cases. But um, again, just something just seems off with him, yes. and and I yeah. can't quite pinpoint exactly what it is. Um, I, I thought for sure he was going to have a, a really good season, and who knows? There's there's still plenty of games left. He has plenty of time to turn it around and, and play great this season and lead this team to a lot of wins. But but right now, um, you know, it, we're not seeing it. And, and I think everyone thought that he was going to be really good this year. And again, that kind of leads to some of the frustration from the fan base is that I don't think anybody expected this. Nobody expected 0-3. Nobody no. expected the offense to be struggling the way it is. Nobody expected to see the play caller, uh, you know, have struggles as well. So it, it's just really kind of coming to a head here uh, for the fan base. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I, I agree with people who say that that Derek Carr didn't cost them the game. I don't think very often – I mean, there are times a quarterback can cost you the game if he just plays so poorly. That was not today, but he also didn't take you and win the game. Uh, and, and not again, I'm not it, – it's somewhere in between. I mean, I look at Derek Carr's numbers, 26 of 44, 303 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, okay? Um, but to me, you look at why why isn't – why isn't Devonte Adams more involved in the second half? You mentioned earlier. Why are they? Why is he throwing behind play? This is not, and that's what that's where I put on the screen here. What's wrong with Derek Carr? I say what's wrong with Derek Carr because there's so many things that I feel like he's doing that I that don't seem characteristic of him. Like there's just something not right. I don't think it's a physical thing. And to me, I can only diagnose it off the field. Who knows? We're not in the locker room, okay? But it just seems like there's something not clicking with the offense. And with the coaching staff, and maybe that's just because they're zero and three. Now they start; they go on a three-game win streak over the next three games and finish beating the beat the Chiefs in two games and go on their bye week. Okay, then maybe we're talking a different story. I just don't understand how they're struggling with this offense and consistency. The play calling, like I said, that second half starts and and they had run the ball well in the first half, and they come out and they all consecutive passes. Like, what is, is there no game planning going on, Evan? Is there no planning and saying, hey, geez, hmm, the Titans are awful against the run. We need to run the ball. When they did run the ball, that set up those, those big passes. Also, one thing that drove me nuts, and actually at the end of the game, Jonathan Vilma, the, the color commentary, mentioned it, and I was like, yes, where were the slants in this game? 
Yeah. When you have a defense like they did, they were short at linebacker. They even lost another linebacker during the game. Where were those slant patterns to Moreau, to Waller, to Devontae Adams? Where were they? They didn't. I, I think they had one early in the game to Adams, and that was it. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and you know, I, I think you could really make a strong case that coaching is probably the number one issue. The biggest here. issue, the, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, it's the number one issue because, I mean, go back to last year. I mean, before all the drama with, with Ruggs and Gruden, the offense was, was clicking along pretty good. I, I, I believe they were uh, started out, I can't remember the record, but they started out really well, scoring a lot of points. Um, and then they had all the, you know, the, the drama occur and, and they kind of had to, you know, piece it all together towards the end of the season. But this was a team that was 10, a 10 win team last year, um, <laughs> despite all the drama and made the playoffs. You have a new coaching staff come in and you start the year. zero and three. So, I mean, the, the, it's gotta, the, the coaching should be put under the microscope right now. And, and, you know, I, I can't argue right now that coaching is absolutely probably the number one problem right now on both sides of the ball, no. offensively and defensively. No. And, and I agree with you because if you look at how much talent they have on this roster and the talents underperforming too, don't get me wrong, but I think that there's a coaching, there's, there's something not, not happening in preparation for this team. Evan, you were going nuts on Twitter about it during the game. All of that discipline and focus that we talked about and we're impressed by. I, I was on board. I was a fanboy of how this team in the preseason was so disciplined. And they talked about it at the podium at the press conference and they did all that. Then they go out in the games and there's there's a complete lack of that. Balls going off your hands, fumbles, uh, penalties at key times. The Raiders aren't racking up 12, 14 penalties, but when they do get penalties, they come at key times. After the long uh, pass play to Matt Collins, you get a 15-yard uh, penalty against Alex Bars, who was just off the practice squad as a replacement and gets a huge penalty for that Raiders team in a key situation. Those types of things, that to me shows a lack of preparation, shows a lack of focus and discipline. And I don't know how that can flip on a dime. I mean, I know it is regular season and the pressure's different, but but you're absolutely right. The coaching and what's happening here, they're not getting the most out of the talent they have. And so I think they need to have a conversation. I think Josh McDaniels, I think Dave Ziegler needs to have a conversation with Josh McDaniels too and say, what is going on? I've given you all these guys that you needed. By the way, shout out offensive line played much better today, even with a new rotation. Uh, but that coaching, I don't see any recognition of it from Josh McDaniels. Not, not that he's going to come out and say, I'm doing a bad job. But but I've got to see something different. There has to be something that changes in the process that this team and this staff are doing to prepare for games. Yeah, and you know I don't know Josh McDaniels, you know personally, obviously, um, but I, I do think one of the issues that uh, we are seeing is that maybe he's he's got that leash a little too tight on Derek Carr and, and trying to really micromanage what he what he's doing out there in the field, and that could be part of the reason why Carr is just not totally comfortable maybe he's used to having a little bit more free i know it, under gruden he had a lot of freedom to, to change things at the line of scrimmage and whatnot and and maybe mcdaniels has got to look in the mirror you know and, and say i maybe i should let this quarterback 
do a little bit more, have a little bit more freedom and, and allow him to, you know, just be himself a little bit more and make some plays because we did see Carr do some good things when he was given that opportunity under Gruden. And, and, and so that could be a little bit of the cause, um, you know, just McDaniel's not willing yeah. to, you know, relinquish a little bit of power. Yeah, no, no, there, there could be a control issue, Evan, but here's the thing. And again, everybody who watches the show, if you're watching for the first time, you might not know this, but myself, Mo, even you, Evan, we've, we've all covered Derek Carr very objectively. We're not Carr haters. We're not Carr stands. We, we talk about when he does well. We talk about when he doesn't do well. But what I got to say here, and I think I'm reaching that point when I was talking about being in the middle on some things, when do the excuses for Derek Carr stop? It's a question that has to be asked. When do the excuses stop? Okay. Again, he's a fine quarterback. I've always said that. He's a very good quarterback. I'd say second tier, 11 to 15, got no problem with it. But I'm just tired of the excuse. Well, Derek doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. Now he's got this. Now he's, look, there's, you, you just got to go good. You got to get it done. And I think that's where it happens. Now, again, he didn't lose the team the game today. There's no way. Anybody who argues that I think is ridiculous. Was there bad throws? Yes. Was there inconsistency? Yes. Was there very good throws and good decision-making? Yes. Did he use his legs earlier in the game? Actually, for a little bit? Yes. So I saw some encouraging signs there, but he's nowhere near where he was last year for whatever reason, especially on that run at the end of the year where he really did take the team on his shoulders off the field and on the field, but it's not there yet. And so I... Excuses. I'm not saying this to just you, Evan, but I think just the excuses. It's like, look, no matter you're in the situation you're in, just get it done. And I think Derek Carr has to take this team and have the conversation and and get it done. It just has to get it done. Yeah, he's absolutely taking steps back. I mean, I don't think there's anyone out there that can deny it. Last year, towards the end of the season, even with uh, the weapons that he you know, didn't have not very many, right. Uh, he just was in much mm-hmm. more command of what was going on. And and now that he has all these weapons, obviously the command of the offense, the comfort in the offense is not there. Now I just talked about making a case that Josh McDaniels is the number one cause. I, I think you could build a strong case that uh, Derek Carr is also a major part of the problem as well, because, and I saw somebody tweet it today, you know, nine years with Derek Carr, Several different quarterbacks, uh, excuse me, several different offensive play callers, several different head coaches, the same result. And the common denominator is Derek Carr. So that is the other argument that you're going to hear from the the anti-Carr, you know, uh, part of the fan base is that, you know, he's the guy that's been here through all of it and things haven't really gotten much better. So that's, you know, that's what you're going to hear as well. Yeah, you, you will hear that. But then there's there's always an excuse. And, and I have our good yeah. friend. Um, Raider 27 on YouTube saying, well, he had two touchdown passes dropped. He absolutely did. No yeah, quite. Again, yeah. that's why I'm not blaming him for the loss. I'm just saying, if you're going to be a quarterback, lead your team, you have to lead your team. And for whatever reason, he's not himself. I'm not saying he had a bad game. I'm just saying he's not himself. I expect, I expected if you go back to the show and you listen to what we've said, and Evan, you just said it a moment ago, I expected him to have a big year and to start off. Now you're three games in. Yes, there's 12, excuse me, can't believe I said that. There's 13 more games to go, okay, 14 more games. So you, you, there's plenty of time to have a good season. I'm not saying that. But now you're 0-3. I think it's 25% chance if you're 2-1 to make the playoff. So stats are stats, I know. But look, it's bad, and this team has got to put it together. You're coming home to play the Broncos you lose to the Broncos at home and you're 0-2 in the division and 0-4 overall, and then you got to go face the Chiefs on the road who lost today to the Colts. By the way, I'm not sure who the viewer was, but I think it was last game, 
Somebody come out and said, hey, Mo and Scott, uh, you still think the Raiders are going to, or the Colts are going to beat the Raiders? Ha, ha, ha. Well, the Colts beat the Chiefs today. So this league is crazy. It can turn around fast, and I think it could turn around for the Raiders too. Uh, but certainly their uphill battle is going to be bigger than I ever anticipated. All right, we're going to take one more quick break, and then when we come back, we'll close out the show with some final thoughts, and I'll get to some of your questions and comments as well on YouTube. You're listening to Silver and Black today, the postgame edition. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 